Good evening, Don't Unfriend Me Nation. Who am I? My name is Matthew Spear. I am the host of Don't Unfriend Me, and this is episode 402. A different show tonight. Usually on the recorded shows, I write a whole bunch. I take some copious amounts of notes, but in this case, the person I'm talking about didn't take any notes, and I'm not going to do it either. We're going to just talk off the cuff, and I'm going to give you my reaction to the video. Uh, This person, Graham Allen, somebody who I admire. It's interesting. I really didn't know who Graham Allen was up until uh, right before I started Don't Unfriend Me, and somebody said, hey, Matt, you kind of look like Graham Allen. Well, I found out, really, it's kind of just the tattoos and the scruffy beard, not much else, but one heck of a guy. I admire him. I think he's a uh, one of the smartest conservative minds who is able to challenge people, but does it in an affable nature. And I think that he did say some very strong things in his video, but he also dropped the ball. I wouldn't be who I am if I didn't challenge him as well. I try to challenge everybody who I disagree with, and this is no exception. Folks, I'll see you on the back half of One Minute from Still Point, a great song to lead us into Don't Unfriend Me. I'll be right back. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Do you want the truth? Are you tired of being so confused? You feel like you're more fucked up than the lies on the evening news. We'll just step right in. We can talk about it all as friends. And if you want, we can hug and kiss and make up for the Thanks for stopping by, everybody. I appreciate it. This is the Don't Unfriend Me show, as I stated earlier. We're going to be talking about Graham Allen. I want to just give you a little bit of a backstory. I already talked about it in the intro. Somebody I respect, somebody who I think uh, does a very strong and able job of bringing God into a conversation without making people feel isolated or that he's somehow encroaching upon their beliefs and also mixing politics, two very controversial topics that he navigates quite well. He's a wordsmith. He's able to uh, shoot straight from the hip. He doesn't need a teleprompter. And I appreciate that about him. And honestly, I've never met uh, Mr. Allen ever. However, I think that we are cut from the same cloth in some ways. And he made a comment that I did not like. And of course, I'm not offended. I just don't agree with it. And it's important that we have that discourse. Here it is. I'm going to show the show in its entirety. It's 13 minutes and 56 seconds. He wasn't reading off of a teleprompter. I want to make sure I give him the same respect. I'm not going to do that as well. And we're going to kind of go through his points and where I agree and disagree. And there are multiple points that I feel that way about that I agree and disagree. Let's watch it. All right. What's going on, everybody? If you are watching this, I need you to do me a huge favor. You need to hit that big, beautiful share button because there's a lot of people, a lot of conservatives, a lot of Christians, a lot of. Yeah, go ahead and hit my share button, too. Go ahead and smash the like, share, follow, subscribe button. I have to agree with him on that one. Uh, And then go over and stop by Graham's channel and do that for him as well, if you wouldn't mind. So forth and so on that need to hear this. And I'm going to say as much as I can, but as we all know, Facebook likes to censor what we say. So click the link down here and subscribe to the Dear America. Now, I don't think we look too much alike. I I know we've got the beard and we've got the tattoos and short hair. I I don't know if I threw on a pair of mirrored sunglasses, maybe. Um. I don't know. He's a pretty fit dude as well. So I, I, I don't know. Not that I'm necessarily the fittest dude on the planet, but I do uh, tend to. All right, whatever. Podcast for full thoughts on this issue. Again, this whole Trump versus DeSantis thing. It's something that I haven't 
been very vocal about. I've taken a couple days to think about it, and it's something that. So first off, I got to appreciate the fact that he he took some time to reflect. I I reacted fairly quickly because my argument isn't that this is politics as usual, because this is politics. And I agree with him. He even talks about the bloodbath of the primaries of 2015 leading up to the 2016 election. And, and it is politics. I've been in politics my whole life. Uh, it's something that I've, I've uh, started at a very young age to dive through. Many elections I've went through, and I've been a kind of a purveyor of elections throughout the years and studying the ebbs and flows across the country. So I consider myself fairly versed in the subject, and as Mr. Allen is also. The thing that I have uh, an issue with is that he's coming from a place, and you're about to hear this, about the Trump and DeSantis, how it's politics as usual. And my argument is is that the, the, the midterms weren't even cold yet. The bodies weren't even cold yet. And there are many things that have to take place up into announcing a presidential run in a November, December month. It's uh, unprecedented. Usually you see around the 17 to 19 month mark before the election that a candidate will start announcing and you'll start seeing more and more people contest. But to see it this early when there were so many things that needed to be done, including when Georgia was in play, was a distraction. Now, posthumously to look at this and say, oh, well, Nevada isn't in play uh, is an easy thing to do once you have the results. But some of us, uh, Mr. Allen, have been making predictions and are pretty darn spot on uh, with their accuracy, and I just stand by my track record that you can look into it. So let's assume that we both know what we're talking about. And the question is, is really, let's debate the topic, which is, was President Trump right to do what he did? And was the timing correct? And are Republicans to blame for what happened in this midterm? Or is it Donald Trump? The argument has merit on both sides. Let's finish it needs up. needs to be addressed. You need to hear what's going on. So you need to hit that share button. So the more you share, the more people share see it, my et cetera. Stuff too. First of all, do me a favor. Comment below. Trump He's really good census. at getting people to, to participate. Need share, to be comment, the ones like. Going further. The and thing. I'm going to tell you my point of view as we go through this. So I've seen a lot of things come up lately. Literally in a matter of six days, right? The the elections, and we're still counting elections, by the way, but I won't get into elections, Facebook. Don't worry. Don't want to get fact-checked. That's why you need to Facebook, I am going to get into the election, the like always, because I don't care if you fact-check So you can me. hear what's really going on. Um, it's It's been interesting to me to see so many people say the things that they've said about President Trump. Also about Ron DeSantis, etc. cetera. Uh, I saw the Candace thing. Uh, obviously, I'm friends with Candace. Obviously, I know President Trump very well. Uh, I don't know. What I am not friends with Candace, and I don't know Tr President Trump very well, although I've seen them from afar on both occasions, but that doesn't quite mean I was in their orbit. He's referring to that Candace Owens made some comments that Donald Trump uh, was rude to her, and he thinks uh, she thinks that he is... Um, just not necessarily the cat's meow she once did. She had some pretty heavy words for him um, and what she thought of him. And honestly, this is the point I was making over the last few days, is this is just standard Trump, is that eventually, on a long enough timeline, it seems no matter who he surrounds himself with or who he covets, uh, ultimately that relationship decays and turns into something toxic. I can't think of many people who he's still loyal to over the last six years and, and this is the problem. This was the changing of the guard. You would see the revolving door in his cabinet administration. And to see someone as prolific and prominent as Candace Owens, an avid supporter for Donald Trump, now be on the wayside because he was rude to her. I, I don't condemn him for being rude. It happens all the time. But once again, if you can't apologize or you can't go ahead and make amends or repair a bridge, which is Donald Trump's number one MO, is never being wrong. This is why he has a collection of, of relationships that have gone sour. Now, Mr. Allen obviously has a strong relation with, relationship with him, and he will probably swear and, and, and talk about how great it is. But until it's not, I think Candace would have said the same thing up until last week. What happened there? I'm not going to speak on that. He was rude, apparently. Um, you know, my, my initial thoughts is who isn't rude from time to time? I, you know, I would say... I'm but rude all either the time. way, I can't speak on that. I wasn't there. Whatever. This whole thing about, uh, well, the elections are Trump's fault. Let me go ahead and, and just end this right now. Anyone that says that Trump failed us for the midterm elections, I will say this. You are stupid. 
uh, and and I'm okay. So this is a good place to dive in, and and then we'll listen. I, I want to let him finish his thoughts, but this is my show, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you what I take umbrage with. This this is the statement where I turn not this off that I just kind of turned and 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 looked at the wall and thought for just a little bit is that. I say a lot of things about my listeners, specifically people who follow the Q and the QAnon stuff and stolen election and all this, that that I will challenge their thought process. And I can be very condescending to them, which is very similar to saying you're stupid. Um, I, I don't agree with saying you have a different opinion with me. So therefore than me, therefore, you're stupid. Um, I think it's obnoxious. I think it's out of character for him, and I think it immediately devalues his argument. Now, I'm not going to say that I haven't done it. He's right. Some people are rude. I can be rude. Um, but my point is, is that at the start of this video, he immediately lost me because anyone who disagrees with him is stupid. Now, he doesn't go ahead and explain that. He doesn't uh, give you any uh, t- type of, of statistics or numbers or scientific studies of why you're stupid other than you're disagreeing with him. And I think that's a lost argument. The big thing that I will say is I think he's simplifying the argument. It's not that people think that Donald Trump is responsible for these, for every single result in the United States. That's ridiculous. I think what people are talking about is that there was a very strong sentiment from the United States and the voters and the electorate that people who believed in a stolen election, people who were election deniers, suffered casualties at, a, at, a, at an epidemic rate. They were not successful in this election. And it is why we lost the Senate. It is why the House is so close. It is why the gubernatorial is we are going to lose seats. And the reason why is simple. Because America repudiated the far left and the ultra far right in this election. Now, Mr. Allen can say all he wants. He can say that that's not Donald Trump's responsibility. But it is. Because those were the strongest most coveted and supported by Donald Trump. And the RNC pulled money from these areas, which he'll talk to and allude to uh, a little bit later in the video, because they felt it was a losing effort. It happens all the time. Now, of course, people will say, well, he pulled, they pulled money simply because it was a Trump candidate. That's not true. The RNC plays money like uh, people play the stock market. They put money and they hedge their bets where they think it's going to be successful. And if the poll numbers are coming back that it's a losing effort, they will pull out and go with another candidate in another state. It happens all the time. Now, you can say that that's a bad choice, but what you don't get to do is say that there is some sort of concerted effort that Republicans don't want to win seats. I disagree with that wholeheartedly. Let's listen to some more. that in the most loving way possible. And you need to hit the share button because there's you need to hit the share button if you're a stupid person because he loves you when he calls you stupid. Folks, I won't call you stupid. You can just hit my share and follow button too. dumb people in your life that need to learn the truth on how this stuff works. I love you guys to death, but you watch TV around election time and you don't know anything about politics or anything in any way, shape, form or fashion. Um, the GOP establishment in D.C. failed us in the midterm elections. And Absolutely. heads should roll. Look at yes. it this way. If you've got a football team that's supposed to go 16-0 and and win the championship, and they go 8-8, and heads roll. Everybody's fired from the top down. But yet we've got Kevin McCarthy, Mitch McConnell that actively – donated actively put in millions of dollars to go against a uh republican to get a rhino republican in uh in the arizona see and and there's there's a perfect example when somebody says rhino republican i think graham allen owes its owes the audience to explain which rhino republican they're talking about if you're here to educate help people understand which uh candidate we're talking about and and specifically why because we saw this in pennsylvania Yet we're not going ahead and saying that Pennsylvania was the pivotal reason why we lost the Senate, which actually it fell long before Nevada and would be by backing a absolute twat waffle in Mehmet Oz. And anybody who says that Mehmet Oz is not a rhino, it hasn't been a Republican sympathizer uh, and an Oprah benefactor for most of his life. Simply when Donald Trump endorses him, he's magically no longer a rhino. Well, that's dumb and that's stupid. So I guess we're all even. So far, Senate race, they refused 
refused to put money behind Blake Masters, which ultimately, uh, and uh, uh, Laxalt in Nevada, which ultimately decided the control of the Senate. That's why, that is why we do not have control of the Senate. No, that's not true. That is a gross mischaracterization. He's cherry picking. He's cherry picking two races and saying this is the reason. We can go into several. We can talk about Majewski. We can go ahead and talk about Mohamed Oz. We can talk about Walker. Uh, we can talk about Kerry Lake and the governorship. We can go and talk about Masters, Laxalt. We can go through all of these. But when the dust settles, what we're going to find is the one thing in common. The Sesame Street of this is one of these things don't belong here is that moderates. Republican liberals won, and far-left progressive politics responsible for crime in America, progressive DAs, defund the police, and the ultra-right defending January 6th, stolen elections, and conspiracy theories abroad about lizard people and the great cabal were completely repudiated. Now, you can sit here and say that each state had an impact. Of course it did. But specifically blaming Arizona and Nevada for choices that the Republicans made, I disagree with. Now, did Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy drop the ball? Yeah, they've been doing it for a long time. These things aren't mutually exclusive. Donald Trump can take a hit. He can take some blame here. But these people who constantly put themselves in front of him and take rounds for him and refuse to say anything in the negative, they are the large reason why America said no. And I, I expected more from, from Graham Allen. I, I know later here he tries to walk this back and clean up on aisle three, but unfortunately he said what he said. And people are going to watch the first three minutes of most videos and then walk away. And you just said everyone's stupid who thinks that Donald Trump should be held accountable by every Republican in the United States for his failure in promoting candidates who are unelectable and also to take shots from the left who are sitting in the limelight saying that Donald Trump and MAGA is forever dead because America had said no in this election. I don't agree with that, but you should at least address it. Ladies and gentlemen, it is because the establishment GOP stabbed you in the back yet again. And all these lies, Donald Trump did 50 rallies. He raised millions and millions and millions of dollars to pump up these candidates. It is plain and simple, a failure in leadership in D.C. Anything else anybody else tells you is an absolute lie. They are ignorant to the fact of politics, and they have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah, see, this is so out of character, and it, it frustrates me because his most loyal supporters are, are just digging themselves deeper. You know, I, I just, I understand where he's coming from. I understand he's loyal to Donald Trump. I am a Trump supporter. I believe in his policies. I don't like him as a man sometimes. And I think everyone can start to see the things that he does. His loyalties are in question. He demands it. He doesn't necessarily give it. This is blind loyalty, in my opinion. This is not seeing the forest through the trees. And not everybody who disagrees with Graham Allen doesn't know what they're talking about. I would love to have an open debate with him. I would love to have this conversation with him and kind of exchange some ideas because I think he is uh, pigeonholing a lot of a lot of Republicans and people who are not rhinos, people who are not anti-Trumpers, people who avidly support his policies have questions. And it's really important that we have that conversation. Otherwise, you are going to fracture the party. This is the type of rhetoric that does that. Donald Trump. It's not Donald Trump's responsibility to flip back the House and the Senate. That's another thing people forget. It's not his. Well, then you can't give him credit for it. And you can't certainly give him the credit for the wins that he had. That's the problem. If you're going to go ahead and say Donald Trump had 170 people that he endorsed that were successfully pushed to the primaries and almost 93% and 80% of his candidates were successful, but they were all in red states and going to win anyway. Well, then you have to go ahead and call out the bad that the major swing states, the things that were going to change the course of the House and the Senate and the gubernatorial were a failure, an epic failure in every way possible. You can't sit here and, and say and pee on everybody and say it's raining. Responsibility to do that, but yet he took it upon himself, so I'll do that. Um, so everybody that says that Trump is the reason that we lost, and again, comment below. I'd love to know your thoughts. 
But anybody that comment. says that Trump's the reason that that didn't happen, that's just ignorance. That's just you not knowing what's going on. And I say it lovingly, but it's just the truth. See, you can go ahead and and this is what I meant by peeing on people and telling them it's raining. Listen, I'm going to piss all over you and your ideas, but I'm going to tell you it's a good thing. It's not. And he does walk this back and he does come back. I say things out of anger all the time. And then I reflect on it and go, well, I probably shouldn't have said it that way. And and I think I think if you ask Graham Allen, he would probably tell you that even though this video has 100,000 views and it's extremely popular, which is a good thing, overall, it doesn't send a very clear message of what point he's trying to make. Donald Trump is responsible for the candidates who failed. And, and, and whether you agree with that or not is immaterial because they are Trump endorsed candidate. And you talked about those 50 rallies and you talked about the millions pumped into it. That was predominantly for these candidates. He knows this. The establishment GOP is using all of you as pawns to get exactly what they want. They do not want MAGA Republicans, which basically means Republicans that think for themselves instead of just doing what the daddy government tells them to do. Um, and you're playing in it hook, line, and sinker. And I'll also say this, Ron DeSantis. Uh, well, let, let's address the Trump versus DeSantis thing first. Okay. So a lot of people were not happy that Donald Trump sent out emails attacking Ron DeSantis Glenn Youngkin, and a couple others, uh, you know. And I will say this. Uh, you act as though you forgot who Donald Trump actually is. See, and it occurred to me after I had time to think about it. It really did. And this is why you need to hit the share button. And It, it occurred to me that we have a lot of November 9th, 2016, President Trump supporters. And you forget about 2015 and the knife fights against Ted Cruz and Jeb Bush and all these people, you forget what a bloodbath of primary. No, nobody forgets what the blood, the bloodbath that the easy for you to say, Graham Allen, the bloodbath that took place. In fact, we all slaked for the lust of it. We wanted it to happen. We wanted Ted Cruz to be torn apart. We wanted Bush to be torn apart. We wanted every single candidate possible who had lied and cajoled and supported non-Republican initiatives to have Trump destroy them. That was the great thing. We wanted a change candidate. Nobody defended those people. Ron DeSantis is not what that panel was. The 17 that were up on that panel are, are antithetical to what Ron DeSantis believes. Ron DeSantis is a MAGA Republican. He's not a never Trumper. This guy stood up against the woke left. He went after Disney. He went after the school boards. He sent people into Martha's Vineyard that were supposedly asylum seekers. What are you talking about, dude? You're a DeSantis fan. I've heard you say great things about DeSantis. And, and you can sit here and say that it's election season. The midterms, it's not even over. The bodies are still warm. We, we haven't even counted the freaking corpses versus who's alive yet. We've got a runoff in Georgia when you film this that maybe not, it doesn't matter now, but it certainly mattered when Trump started firing us off. You're up. This is why Donald Trump is upset. And here's my ignorance and my stupidity. The attention isn't on him. His candidates were losing. They were, it was a bloodbath. And the ones he supported most, who were his most loyal followers, fell one by one. And when Trump doesn't like the news cycle, he changes it. He used to be able to do it with a tweet. You remember. He doesn't have that power anymore. So he releases a press release and he takes all the emails he's collected over all the rallies for six years. He mails it out. He goes to WinRed. He goes to his email base, blasts it out, the net, blasts it out to them, all of his truth social followers. And it changes the narrative and it draws attention to Trump. Since when have you not been paying attention, Graham? It's, it's like you're completely just, you know, it's wonderlust or something that you're defending him on this. You know what he was doing. He was simply changing the topic. It's what he always does. It actually is. Now, this is not the Christian side of me. This is just me talking to you purely politics, okay? If a primary is going to happen, which I'm not saying it should or it shouldn't. It's going to get ugly. It is going to get brutal. It always is will. going to be a blood bath. It always because is. Because that is how primaries work. In fact, if you speak to anyone 
who has ever run a political race of any kind, they will tell you that the primary is 10 times worse than the general election. On most okay? occasions, yes. What you saw was Donald Trump playing politics. Like the guy, don't like the guy, like it, don't like it, it's politics. Now, let me say this for all the Christian people there, because I see a lot of Christian people taking this stance. Well, you know, all these people that worship Trump is an issue. You're correct. I don't worship. We, with no equivocation, this part of the segment, I will stand shoulder to shoulder with him. I can't stand people that are like, it's the plan. Trust the plan. Donald Trump has a plan. He's going to come down from Mount Sinai with a flaming sword and strike down evil in Washington, D.C. It's ridiculous. It needs to stop. He's a man. He's a sinner. He can make mistakes. And we can call him out for those mistakes. In fact, there's nothing more patriotic than calling out a political a, a, a political candidate or someone who is elected. Not a leader, because they're not our leaders. They work for us. And challenge them. I don't care if it's Donald Trump. I don't care if, if it's Joe Biden. I don't care if it's Nancy Pelosi or lizard person Hillary Clinton. You have a a patriotic duty to question elected officials. So I agree with him 100% on this. Donald Trump. I think Donald Trump has made a lot of mistakes. I really do. And many of those mistakes Here's the walk have back. been the people that he has allowed to advise him on things. And so I hear a lot of people. The Kraken, Giuliani. We can even go into Manafort. We can go all day long on people that Donald Trump has collected who steered him wrong for the last three months of his presidency, which I will stand by that it was an abysmal failure. The first three and a half years, he is the best president that I've had in my lifetime, and I can even go before that. Donald Trump's policies were impeccable. He did more for this country than any other president, at least in my lifetime. But to say that the last three months of his presidency wasn't a complete kerfuckle would be an absolute ludicrous statement. I think we agree with that is what he's trying to say without saying it, is that he chose the wrong people to support. He shouldn't went after a, a John Bolton. He shouldn't have had John Bolton. I, I even think his, his support of Michael and Dell was ridiculous. I, I think there's some choices that Donald Trump has made that has maligned him with some, some idiotic people. And it has impacted his judgment. And unfortunately, he's still holding on to it like a dog with a bone. He won't let go. And it's going to bring him down. It's made him unelectable at this point. And you can say, oh, no, no, he's our savior. He's coming back and blah, blah, blah. He's going to rise from the dead and he's going to save us all and come down from the cross. But that has nothing to do with the truth. A lot of people feel that Donald Trump was appointed by God. And I think that is a very dangerous thing to imbibe into a human being saying things now like uh he's not listening to the advisors around him blah 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 well i'm just gonna be honest i don't like the i don't like there's I don't some i don't like a lot of the people that are telling him what to do anyway i don't like most and of it them. would be argued that the reason that some of the decisions he's made haven't been good ones is because he hasn't done his gut instinct and he's just done what other people around him are telling him we to agree do. okay gen z and millennials have been lost to the democrats okay Every single person that's given Donald Trump's advice, uh, they ignore millennials and Gen Zs. Me and so many people have had this conversation over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Donald Trump is not God. I've never said that he was. I've never said any of this. America may not make it, but God still reigns supreme no matter what. What I am addressing is the conservatives that are saying, well, you just I heard it vote for Donald Trump from a man of God that Donald Trump is not God. So if you're going to be mad at me, be mad at him too, because we happen to agree with this wholeheartedly. Until he sent a nasty email, and now I just can't. Well, that's not what I said. I didn't say that he sent a nasty email, and I'm so upset. I said the timing was horrible. It was not the time. When Georgia was in play and we lost it in 2020 was because of Donald Trump. Now, Graham, you may not want to admit that, but he started with the election denying and the stolen votes, and he was bitter. He was bitter. And he told his people that in Georgia it was stolen and it was going to be stolen again and not to vote, to resist and push back against the establishment. You failed to mention that. The last thing we need 
when Georgia was in play is for him to do something like that again. You won't bring it up. No Republican will who supports Donald Trump. I will. Because, see, I care about my viewers, but I don't care so much about my viewers that I will sell my soul. I would love to have a conversation. I would love to have your following. I would love to have the influences in your life. And I think you are an absolute staple in conservative politics. And I think you need to run. But what I don't appreciate is that you won't call a spade a spade right here. That you won't stand up and say what you're saying about his embodiment of Christ that you say he's not, but you won't call him out when he's wrong. I think that is a very a big distinction that you're missing here is because Donald Trump certainly owns at least a modicum of the failure that took place during the midterms. Well, then you, you don't really know Donald Trump. That, that's what I'm addressing. You don't really know Donald Trump. And for those of you, now is not the time for you know fighting. We got to focus on, focus on what? The Senate's lost. Focus on what? Focus on 2024? What Donald Trump did was a shot across the bow. And it was simply put like this. Hey, man, this is politics. If you're That was not a shot across the bow. That was aiming for the freaking, the folksle and the waterline, mid-hole. That was a torpedo launch with a torpedo right behind it. He questioned his efficacy as a leader, his spine, his backbone. He gave him no credit for anything Ron DeSantis has done that I mentioned earlier. He took credit for everything and he called him disloyal and he turned MAGA Republicans loose on him. Now, fortunately, most of the MAGA Republicans refuse to buy into this because he's very popular. If you look at who the hierarchy is when it comes to the Republican Party, Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy aren't even mentioned. Hell, Charles Krauthammer would probably be in third. But it starts with Donald Trump and DeSantis. And somewhere in that top 50 is Paul Hogan and Youngkin and all the other drama that want to possibly run. But DeSantis is the competition. And to sit here and blow DeSantis apart when DeSantis didn't show any disloyalty. I hope you mentioned that later in the video. I didn't get to watch the rest. We're going to watch it together. But DeSantis simply just said, I just won the governor race. I'm not even thinking about the future. That's a good enough answer. It doesn't lock him into anything if he does wind up running. If Trump decides not to run, let's face it, he's not a spring chicken. If Joe Biden's too old to run the country, well, then it's kind of hard for us tongue in cheek to say that Donald Trump is the, uh, the James Dean of the Republican Party, folks. No matter how much you want to believe that or not. Jump in the arena with me. There ain't nothing they can throw at me. Everybody knows everything about me. So if you're going to jump no, in this room. No, <laughs> there's been a lot of speculation about Donald Trump that he's disloyal to people, that he's petulant at times. Well, Candace Owens just said it. Mike Pence has said it. And I know well, we don't like Mike Pence because we're not supposed to. But this isn't the first person to come out and say Trump is petulant and, and has childish-like behavior and throws tantrums. Now, Graham Allen certainly knows more than I do, but I can only see from afar and take personal firsthand accounts of people who I actually respect. Air Force One pilots, head of security, Secret Service agents, Capitol Police, friends who actually know Donald Trump, all say he's an amazing, kind, loving human being, until he's not. And there is another side to him, like most presidents. Kennedy was the same way. Ronald Reagan was extremely vindictive to people that he at one point liked and then decided he didn't. Everybody is kind of built the same way. Donald Trump has a right to, to have a little two-facedness inside of himself. The problem is, is when people say he doesn't and he's this perfect person. He's not. He's a man. He makes mistakes. Graham Allen makes mistakes. He's making one in this video. I've made mistakes in the past. Maybe some of what I'm saying now is a mistake. But when you say a man is infallible, that he walks on water, and then in the second breath say he's not God is a contradiction. Everybody's going to learn everything about you and then we're going to see what the court of public opinion has to say when it comes time to vote. It's so 
who who designates that 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 is supposed to happen in the Republican Party? We're not in a primary. You can sit here and say it's the primary. It's not the primary. It, it's not even close. Christmas hasn't even happened yet. For for God's sakes, we're not in a primary. Why is it Donald Trump's responsibility single handedly to do that? Do you think he might have come across maybe a little more magnanimous if he leaked it? or he had one of his pundits on the Sunday and Saturday talk shows do it, or Graham, you and I do it in our shows, and we uncover that information. There's a lot of ways to release dirt on a candidate, and to have Trump literally say he is, DeSantis is kind of the benefactor. He is uh, snatching the pebble someday from Donald Trump's hand in one breath, and then literally crush him the next, isn't politics. It's a stupid choice. It's dumb. It's ignorant, to use your own words. Politics, people. It is politics. And uh, Michael Knowles had a really good tweet. He said, if, if what he said bothers you, you got no business paying attention to politics. Now, Ron DeSantis. I don't... Once again, that's cute for Michael Knowles and another person I respect vehemently. Agreeing with every single thing a politician says is is not only setting yourself up for failure, it's disingenuous. I, I completely disagree with both of you on this. If you have a problem with what an elected official or someone who aspires to be says, it's your patriotic duty to call it out. Now, you may be wrong, but you're certainly not ignorant. You're not stupid. You're not dumb. It's the people who don't say anything or it's the people who sugarcoat it or try to explain it away. Those people have the problem. I think our job as citizens of this country is to question our elected officials with with zero compassion. We should impede their thought process as often as we can to ensure that the smartest idea wins. As constituents, it is our job to question everything they do. Now, if you took offense and your panties were in a bunch and your knickers were in a twist, that's different. I agree with Michael Knowles and Graham. If you're upset that Donald Trump did this, that's stupid. See, it's stupid. It it is. The timing of when he did it is stupid. We should be focusing on McConnell and getting him out. We should be focusing on Kevin McCarthy, who I had a chance to meet a few days ago. Certainly a nice guy, totally a politician. We've got choices coming up that need to be made. But right now, the last thing we need during these counts is, yes, Walker's seat is important. It's six years. It gives him a 51-49. A 50-50 is much better. It gives us a chance of not having to suck tit on cinema and mansion. And not relying on a bunch of freaking Democrats to to possibly vote in our favor. Every vote counts in the Senate. And to say that Georgia doesn't matter anymore is ridiculous. Graham Allen has that poll. Get your ass down to Georgia. The angel went down to Georgia. Send Trump there. Send Youngkin there. Send Candace Owens there. Hell, I'll go there. And I'll stump for Walker, even though I don't like him as a candidate. And I think it was a horrible choice. It doesn't matter. We need the body to sit here and say, oh, well, it's all over. Who cares? It's well and good. You know better. And 2020 is emblazoned on the Hill as the biggest mistake in Donald Trump's choices that hurt him in 2024, hurts him in 2022, and has hurt him with me and many people who felt that he gave the Senate to the liberals personally have anything against Ron DeSantis. He did an amazing job as Florida governor, but we also have to put things into perspective. He did an amazing job as governor because so many other governors are so horrible. They're so terrible. Ron DeSantis did an amazing job as governor simply because he did what he was supposed to do. No, talk about someone who doesn't know politics. You know, I said a lot of nice things about this guy, but my respect level is dwindling and I'm almost kind of feeling uh, a a little omnipotent. I'm, I'm, I'm ascending here. What a stupid comment because other people suck. You're better. So let's see, because there's 
hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there that all are shit. Therefore, Graham, you're, you're successful because they suck. Sorry for the language. Listen, my success is based upon me. I don't, other people don't impact me and what I do and how I, whether I succeed or fail. That's my opportunity. That's my choice. I don't blame others for my failures. And I certainly don't blame others for my success. If you want to give credit, that's fine. But to say Ron DeSantis, that, that he just went ahead and followed the status quo and took Dade County when no other Republican ever has. Florida is off the map in 2024. And that is probably one of the most exciting things that happened in this country. Democrats aren't even going to campaign there. Oh, they'll send a busload full of people or maybe a few flyovers. But that's it. You and I both know that, Graham. That is a huge win. And DeSantis is responsible for that. Just like Ohio, just like North Carolina and the rumblings in Virginia, Virginia with the 2nd District and uh, Glenn Youngkin. All positive things. Don't take away somebody's success and simply blame it on happenstance or it's a happy accident. It's serendipity. Ron DeSantis took it to the left. And for you to sit here and say you like him, and then on the other half, not go ahead and give him credit for what he did. Losing a little bit of respect for you there, pal. As governor, and I applaud him for it. I'm not taking anything away. Yes, you are. That's, that's exactly what you're doing. But that's how low the bar has fallen. When a governor actually does his job, he's viewed as the Messiah reincarnate. And when a person does their job as president, they are Messiah reincarnate as well, or when they don't do it. I very much would love to have a conversation with Mr. Allen about this. I, I didn't watch the back half of this video, and, and I honestly, losing respect at a massive clip, at least just for his take on this, certainly not as a whole. Which again, I don't have anything against Ron DeSantis. To be perfectly blunt, I have never spoken to the man, not one time, not once. But we have to go ahead and talk to Donald Trump in order to understand him and speak ill of him. But you can speak ill of Ron DeSantis, even though, see, it's kind of funny. I'm, I'm coming out like a Ron DeSantis supporter. I'm a Donald Trump supporter. I would love to see him back in as president. But I also really like Ron DeSantis. I haven't met either of them. Maybe that's where your clarity is wrong. Maybe that is where you're muddled, is that you know Donald Trump and you're actually reacting from a personal standpoint versus an objective one. As the DeSantis camp or anybody reached out to me, etc. I do know the Trump team. I do know the Trump team very well. And I do know that um, a lot of people say, well, it was the Dobbs decision and the abortion thing that cost us the race. Well, so be it. Life won. It was a major victory for moral reasons. And so I say if it cost us a majority in the Senate, I think the fact that we reversed uh, the biggest stain on American history. Yes, I said the biggest one. I, I agree with him. 67 million babies uh, should be rejoicing and future lives should be rejoicing for that decision. I agree with him. But timing is everything. And, and that just proves my point even more. When it happened was not opportune. We would have loved to have seen this in January of this year or possibly March or whenever SCOTUS was going to be in, in session. We may have wanted to see this at the beginning of Biden's term. Timing is everything in this case. But honestly, lives are more important. It, we shouldn't go ahead and take lives of unborn children so we have a politically advantageous timeline. But on the other hand, since time is so important, this is my entire point. The timing of Donald Trump's letter and his attack on Republicans, that is my issue. It's certainly not what he did, it's when he did it and could have made a choice to do it at a different time. Which is abortion. I say it was worth it. And that would only have happened if not for Donald Trump. So you can say what you want to about the man. I agree. 120%. You can not like him. You can like him. Uh, I agree. This worshiping politicians crap, I don't agree with it. There's only one Good. person worthy of our worship, and that is God above. However, what I have a problem oh. with is people jumping on. See, here's a but sandwich. I always love this. I'm sorry, but. No, I'm sorry is a complete sentence. I was wrong, but. I was wrong is a complete sentence. You don't need to add anything else. You can sit here and say that no politician deserves worship and just stop right there. Otherwise, you look a little dumb. A little ignorant, a little stupid. 
the 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 bandwagon train of oh my gosh I can't believe Trump did this I got to make a video about it so I can get as many views as possible that's what I have a problem with uh, everybody said that they wanted yeah. me you know and listen I'm gonna agree with that I'm not gonna say that I don't jump on something and hit it quickly but I don't think I do things for views I think it's important to uh, I would rather be last and right than first and wrong. So I want to address that completely because there are a lot of people who go out here and hit it as fast as possible. And I've done it. I did it with some of the stuff on Ukraine when it came to Snake Island. And I I knew something was fishy and I jumped on it quick and I backpedaled that story and I went ahead and owned it. And I re-released another video and said, hey, I was wrong. They're still alive. That's one of the biggest mistakes I've made on the show in two years. I don't miss often, but when I do, I own it. So I got to give him credit for that. I love how he waited. In retrospect, maybe I should have waited a little longer, not because of ratings, because my audience is a scintilla of what he sees, but I think it gives you integrity. It shows that you're, you're, you're patient. And what I think most about Graham Allen is that he takes time to have a conversation with a man upstairs and uses his beliefs to guide him through where he comes to conclusions. And I respect that. It's something that I continue to work on as, as a sinner and a man. And I can learn something from him on this. So I appreciate what he said. The people who rush to judgment, I don't like those people very much either. Tweets back, you got a mean email, and what's the first thing you do? You freak out about it. Because again, we got a lot of November 9th, 2016 Donald Trump supporters and you don't remember what it was like. You don't remember what it was like uh, in the knife fight. That is to come. Ladies and gentlemen, if Ron DeSantis runs for president, if Glenn Youngkin runs for president, Donald Trump is going to run, and it is going to be a bloodbath. And to that I say, let the best man win. Agreed. 120%. Because that's politics, and that's the way that it should work. And at some point, Donald Trump is the leader of the GOP. Oh, no, excuse me. Ugh, I don't even like the GOP. I agree with Josh Hawley. The GOP is dead. The GOP is dead. It needs to be buried and a and a whole new yes, yes, yes. party say what you're needs, to say. To be, uh, needs to be formed out of this. This, if anything, shouldn't be the end of Donald Trump. It should be the end of the establishment GOP and the grand old party. We should be called the GNP, the grand new party. But I digress. All I'm saying is Donald Trump holds the torch in this in this. And it's a bad choice, bro, <laughs> especially with the Lincoln Project and, uh, you know, torches. Not no, not not. No, <laughs> we're not so far removed. People may not remember 2016, but they do remember the torches and statues and all that type of stuff. Arena right now. And if Ron DeSantis wants to take it, he's going to have to go take it. And all I'm saying is also this, you know everything there is to know about Donald Trump. We know very little about DeSantis. And I say this saying, I know very little about DeSantis. But what I do know is DeSantis has a lot more to lose in the public square than Donald Trump does. So, all that to say, I'm headed to Mar-a-Lago because there's a special announcement happening tomorrow. So, that is where I'm at. That is where I stand. I think as Christians, as conservatives, whatever, they want to see us fight. They That's want correct. to see us fight. And again, I'll talk about all the specifics. I can't say on here again. You need to subscribe to the Dear America podcast because Facebook won't let me say everything. But listen here. We need to take time. We need to pause. We need to think. All these knee-jerk reactions doesn't do anybody any good. All it does is uh, either A, uh, let the enemy win, or B, make you look like fools. Okay? This is politics. You can like it. You can not like it. To be blunt, it doesn't really matter. Politics are ugly. They are nasty. They are, they, 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 they are, <laughs> they are bloodbaths. And all I'm saying is this. This inner fighting in between the conservative movement doesn't do any good whatsoever. God bless you guys. Share this video. Subscribe to the podcast. You'll hear my full thoughts later. You owe it to him.
you owe it to him to join his podcast and listen to him because he is an amazing conservative mind. I respect the man a little bit less for some of the comments, but I also respect him a little bit more for other comments. He's right. This, this infighting, uh, my comments to, to Graham Allen are because I want to report on what motivates and moves me. It doesn't have to do the same for you. You might say, Matt, what, what wasted breath? I agree with Graham Allen. You're wrong. Well, that's fine. Just like I get to challenge him. I hope somebody makes a video about this and, and says that I'm wrong. I hope Graham Allen responds and says, Matt, you're full of, you're full of crap. But the one thing we have to agree on with him is that discourse is important. May the best man win. I think it's healthy. I think every single Republican, every single conservative mind should challenge Donald Trump for the presidency. And let's find out who's worthy. The best idea wins. I'm not afraid of competition. What I'm afraid of is a lack of competition because somebody bullies people out of the ring. Now, if they can't stand the fire and DeSantis can't stand up to it, so far DeSantis has done exactly what he should. He hasn't sent a word. Youngkin? He took it hook, line, and sinker. Trump owns Youngkin. He's in his head. DeSantis stayed quiet, and I don't think Trump likes that. I think Ron DeSantis is a bona fide contender for 2024, and I think he is going to have to fight for it. I think he's going to have to claw for it. He's going to have to get down in the mud, and I don't think that guy has a problem. I think he's going to do what Donald Trump should have done and wait and bide his time and wait for the best time to strike, which is not during a primary, which is not during instability, right before Christmas, right before Thanksgiving. Let's get through this. Let's end the year after a contentious and bitter primary. And January, we can frickin' run for president. Mr. Allen, I salute you. I don't know if you'll see this. I'm sure some of your followers will come on. I do have a decent following. And I'm sure people will disagree with me, but I will tell you this. A little bit of respect was lost. A little bit of respect was gained. I appreciate you allowing me to, uh, to pick on you a little bit, but also to congratulate you on your success. I admire you. You are actually somebody I look up to. And I hope that you see this and maybe reach out to me and let me know how I'm full of caca. Folks, thanks for watching tonight. I do appreciate it. Once again, you... Know the number, 1-800-273-8255-PRESS-1. 22 veterans commit suicide a day. It is way too many. Please do me a favor. Reach out to this number if you recognize a veteran with TBI, anxiety, depression, PTS, all very real. These soldiers do amazing things. Friends and family that I know have committed suicide, and it is way too many. This phone call can help. It is free of charge. It'll never be reported to your duty station. And if you are not a veteran... You can call as well, and civilians can get the help they need. Please stop by the Don't Unfriend Me store. Pick up some coffee, some shirts, some hats, stuff like that. Also, smash follow, like, and subscribe on all my channels. And also, give Mr. Graham Allen a follow. He deserves your eyes and ears. He is a great conservative mind, even though he was a little bit wrong tonight. Thanks, everybody. God bless. I will see you tonight at 830.